0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. For the safety of you and others, please make sure all hands, feet, and arms remain inside. And please, watch your children. And now, let the show begin. Welcome to Saturday
1: Morning Rewind. A show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of Saint Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, show! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nydell. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Saturday Morning Rewind with your host, Tim Nadell. That's me, of course. I would really appreciate it if you would take some time and follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I've got two accounts at Tim the Toon Man, which is more of a personal style account, and at Saturday Rewind, which is for the podcast. And of course, you can find us online. Our website is SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And today's interview, I, I cannot wait to get this one out there i have the one and only super talented brett iwan on the show today and of course he is the official voice of mickey mouse
0: not bad pooey pete but i bet goofy can do you one better you said it goofy and so far none of us has ever even gotten close to the finish line
1: one of the most recognizable characters of all time, Mickey Mouse is over 90 years old and Brett has been voicing him for exactly 10 years now and doing an amazing job at it as well. And if you wanna go follow him on Instagram, it's at V O. that's Brett with one T, I-W-A-N-V-O. I know he'd appreciate the followers and if you do it, please tell him we said hello. And also if you're looking to book Brett for an upcoming convention that you're gonna be planning, Check them out on CelebWorks. That's CelebWorks with an X at the end of it. That's CelebWorks.com. One more quick thing. I could really, really, truly use some more subscribers on our second YouTube channel, my vlogging personal account. So just type in my name, Tim Nydell, N-Y-D-E-L-L, and you'll find me on YouTube. And please hit that subscribe button. I'd really appreciate that. Of course all of these links are on our website saturdaymorningrewind.com and like i said this interview i love it man brett is such a humble sweet guy we talk a little bit about his childhood of course we talk about him wanting to be an animator as a kid about him becoming mickey mouse filling those shoes and those are some pretty massive shoes to fill i mean walt disney was the original voice of Mickey Mouse. That's amazing shoes right there. And only a handful of people can be called the official voice of Mickey Mouse. So here it is, my interview with Mickey Mouse himself, Brett Eiland. First of all, let me say, big fan of your work, mate. It's hard to fill those shoes, and you've done it.
0: Oh, well, thank you. That's so kind and sweet of you to say. Yeah, it's... um. Intimidating to say the least, but uh, I have a lot of fun with it, so yeah, yeah, uh, thank you. It's it's great to hear.
1: We'll get into a little bit of that a little later. And when I was looking up some research on you, I saw that we're almost the same age. I'm like two years older than you, okay, but that means we're like total
0: like 80s kids. Oh, of course, yeah. What were some of the favorite things you did in the 80s? Oh, Oh, favorite thing, oh gosh, you know, I just was at um. I went to this toy convention, and it was like reliving childhood. I saw the the Ninja Turtle toys. I was like, God, I love those things. Um, I had all the the DC, I forget what it was called. It was like Hall of Justice action figures. Yeah, it was the
1: uh, Super, not Super Friends, but it was, um, what were they called? I forget. I got a couple of those at the last con I was at, too, in Orlando. I got a couple of those. I got the Superman and Batman because those were some of my first, I think, action figures as a kid.
0: Mine too. Other than my uncle's <laughs> Star Wars original yeah. Star Wars toys, which I like took over, and I was just the other day I was like, "Mom, what happened to those things? Like, yeah. did he take them back? Like, where'd they go?" Um, you no, know, toys were a huge part of the '80s. Oh, gosh, it's like all the TV shows, Pee Wee Herman. Uh, what else? The 80s were great. Back I, to the Future, oh God, I, skateboards, yep, yep. like the original scooters where you didn't have to, you didn't have a motor on them. Remember those things? <laughs> I did. fell off actually, of those as a I kid and totally tore up my face. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, t- talking about Back to the Future, that's the reason why I was at the, my last convention was because the whole cast was at the uh, MegaCon in Orlando. And I flew, I'm oh, in nice. Montana. So I, I did, it was a pretty hefty uh, convention I went to just to meet Back to the Future because it's my favorite <laughs> awesome. all time movie.
0: It's it, it. whenever anyone asks what my favorite movie is, I always say the Back to the Future trilogy. There I will watch it over and over oh, yeah. again, yeah. especially number three because I'm a huge train geek. <laughs> and so I will watch it just for the train. And the. I love anything Western. Yeah. So and like uh, say with me because I,
1: I think I've seen the first movie more than 200 times, honestly.
0: Oh, my God. It's, That's an achievement. Good for I think,
1: you. I, I mean, it could be way more. I'm not even sure because whenever it's on TV and I'm flipping through the channel, I can never – flip past it
0: yeah not not stop right nope
1: it's not one of the noise filler movies i actually sit down and watch it i put my phone aside and i watch the whole movie
0: it's so good it's so good
1: what about a favorite uh disney animated feature
0: oh um that's a tough one i think again i go back to childhood aladdin was my favorite Mm -hmm. um I remember that – I saw that movie in the El Capitan Theater here in L.A. Oh, nice. And then, like, the minute I got home, I was just drawing those characters nonstop. Um, I even had a little racket where I was selling photocopies of my drawings (laughs) to kids in class. (laughs) I don't know how or why that got started. I just remember collecting money from kids. Um, Yep. Uh, but yeah, then everything you know. Little Mermaid, of course, was fantastic. Uh, but for whatever reason, Aladdin, like, really, I think I was just a, of the right age when oh, Aladdin yeah. came out. What that were I you just like, hooked on to it? Were you like nine, maybe? Uh, let's see. What year was Aladdin? If uh, uh, I don't
1: remember, is ninety? Was it ninety-one?
0: Was it ninety-one? I guess yeah, yeah. Because Mermaid was eighty-nine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I guess it would have been yeah nine you
1: were in animation as a kid you wanted to be an animator
0: i did yeah no i was obsessed with that um you know growing up in pasadena southern california area i was just down the street from the disney studios and and i always say you know like i've always said i'm a big disney fan i grew up as a disney fan but i Mm -hmm. was more a fan of the studios itself and like the history of that place and you know walt disney and and all of that creativity that was happening there so i loved go any chance i had to drive by the disney studios which wasn't a lot back then yeah i wasn't driving so it was like and and rarely did my family take us that direction so i'd have to like beg my parents you know back then one of the original disney stores was in the glendale galleria Uh so that was like halfway to the disney Studios. so occasionally i'd just beg like can we just drive by the studios (laughs) um so yeah, I, I was aware of animation from a very young age. Mm-hmm. My dad introduced me to, or my parents, I should say, introduced me to the classic shorts very early on. And one of my favorite things to do was my dad and I would watch the the, the cartoons um, and then we'd pause it and we would draw the characters together. So that was really oh. like my first instance of learning to draw or appreciating the cartoons for what they were, which was a bunch of drawings put together 24 frames per second to create this animated world and it just fascinated me so I latched on to that and it was just my goal from I mean I couldn't even tell you what age I'm super young maybe three four I just I knew of animation I knew of Disney animation and that's Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do so I I made everything I did was geared towards that um I studied everything I could I, I I saved up my allowance one time and bought an animation disc which is uh you know, for people who are familiar with traditional animation, it's this, uh, you know, plastic or aluminum or whatever disc shape um, drawing device that has an- the pegs on it that would hold the animation paper in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would, you know, be, it pivot on the little drawing desk. And so. There was a place that sold it in Culver City. And I saved up my money. My dad drove me out to Culver City. We bought this this piece of plastic. Uh, (laughs) I could not wait to get home and cut a hole in my drawing table to put this thing in. But we had to like sit through traffic on the way home, which, you know, I I often every time I'm in traffic today, I think of that moment because (laughs) that traffic to this day is probably the worst I will ever experience because, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like the anticipation of Christmas morning just wanting to get home. Use this thing that I had just saved for, but uh, we had to <laughs> fight hot Southern California traffic. <laughs> um, but and yeah, so animation was always on my radar, and um, you know, went through high school, picked an art school after that, uh, that uh, specialized in having a, a program, an internship program with Disney Feature Animation. Um, but then in college, I kind of my artistic uh, awareness broadened, as as one's does when you're in a college environment. Exactly. Um, and so I, and also I had, I had really started to be a little bit more or not, maybe not more, but equally as interested in, um, theme park design or imagineering specifically. Uh-huh. So in college, my focus was kind of animation, but also theme design. But Then also I'm majoring in illustration and, you know, my, my horizons were broadened so much more to this whole world of editorial and children's books and, and, uh, product design, all kinds of illustration applications. So, um, the, the dream of being an animator never really died. Um, Mm -hmm. at that point, so that was around, that was between 2000 and 2004 that I was in college and traditional animation kind of definitely took a backseat to the up and coming, uh, 3d computer animation. So, you know for me i was never really interested in that process as much as i was the drawing aspect yep. so I, I i did kind of shift focus at that point uh officially uh but yeah my my love of traditional animation still exists to this day i think there's nothing more beautiful than looking at you know rough animation done yeah. by frank thomas or ollie johnston oh,
1: yes. I, or, I, or
0: Mark davis or ward kim like the, yep. the just like the individual artistry that comes out from their pencil you know they they always said an animator is an actor with a pencil and that is so obvious to me
1: yeah some of my favorite prize possessions in my office i have an autograph of ollie johnson right above me uh from Fantastic. from jungle book and then i have a uh bill titla hand drawn um from pinocchio
0: oh wow it's That's so from cool. the production of pinocchio but my That's two favorite cool. things in my office yeah no those are prize possessions i had the chance to meet ollie and frank actually oh, yeah, um man. years ago uh, and I, I hesitate to share the story cause I was, I was just a Disney fan and I yeah. <laughs> showed up at their front door. Um, <laughs> but, uh, they were so gracious and kind and, you know, I was in, I was in college and I had their book and I actually arranged it through their manager to meet with them and, and get an autographed, uh, oh, have them sign my book. But you know, they both welcomed me into their home and I sat down at their tables with them for w- way too long. Wow. Just got to hear stories from them and I will never forget that they, yeah. you know, two guys that I idolized maybe be a strong yep. word but admired yep. and and uh, was definitely influenced by uh, who took the time to sit down and talk to me long before I even knew that I would be a part of the Disney company Seriously. I was just <laughs> no, I was a geek I was just a Disney fan and an art, uh, artist and um, they were so cool and, and you know Ollie Johnston uh, was also a train guy so oh, for me right. yeah. you know, getting to, to be at his backyard and see his, <laughs> the train that goes around his house and we got to talk about that a little bit that was you know that was pretty special
1: imagine if he would have known that one day you'd grow up to be mickey mouse
0: yeah (laughs) that would have been that would have been an interesting conversation had we no seriously
1: seriously so tell me about that what i mean mickey he is easily the most recognizable and cherished cartoon character of all time i mean
0: that's huge that is right you know, Mickey is Mickey is a phenomenon and he uh he means so much to so many people um and you know he just celebrated 90 years of wow. of being in the business I guess we should say <laughs> I hesitate to call him 90 years old because he's not a 90 year old he's a. but um yeah you know Mickey I it's incredible to me um how popular he is um but it's not surprising, I guess, because the, the core of who Mickey is, you know, he's this lovable guy. He's consistent. He's a leader. Um, he has a, a fun spirit, but he's also occasionally comes up against some obstacles. Um, but they never really get him down all that much. He's surrounded by a good group of friends. Um, he's just relatable. You know, I think, you know, Walt said that they created him they just wanted him to be a guy that everybody could relate to Mm -hmm. Um, and i think that's uh you know the power of his popularity to this day is that you know wherever you come from there's something about mickey that you relate to Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's it's it astonishes me how popular and powerful he is but you know i love him (laughs) well yeah he's he's a he's a cool little guy
1: (laughs) so what quality can you see in him that, that you have? What, how are you two similar in character?
0: Oh gosh. Um, you know, it's funny before I ever, um, was cast in this role. I remember watching the Disney treasure series had, um, interviews with, uh, all the voice actors, mm-hmm. uh, Wayne and Rusey, uh, Tony Anselmo and Bill Farmer. And, uh, I think Leonard Malton asked Leonard Maltin asked, um, Wayne and Rusey what the same question. Oh. And, um, I remember Wayne saying that he felt like over time he kind of adopted some of the characteristics of Mickey. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's interesting, you know, because usually in an acting sense, a lot of times the actor uh, influences the character. Um, And then, you know, later on when I was cast, um, I was told you're going to meet everybody and you're going to find they are just like their characters. <laughs> um, and, and it's true, you know, Rusty is... The sweetest. Oh, she is. Yeah, I met Bill. her.
1: I met her a couple of summers ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, Rusi amazing. Uh, Bill is just like down to earth, just, you know, down home, great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, but he'll even tell you he can be a little goofy sometimes. <laughs> uh, and, and, and Tony, you know, Tony is, is like the duck in that he's uh, extremely talented and, and means well, but sometimes things get in the way and you can get a little <laughs> upset. So, um, but I remember them telling me that, and I was like, gosh, well, what, what characteristics do I have that, you know, am, am I appropriate for this role? Am I like Mickey? And it's, it's that's a really weird, like, self-reflection thing to do, right? Like, try to compare yourself uh, to this character. Uh. like, And we just said, this character that's amazingly popular. Um, but I do think what Wayne said is, tr- I found to be true, you know, 10 years into this now, I've realized maybe I'm... I don't maybe I was a little bit like Mickey in the beginning but I was I didn't see it but I definitely now see how I've been influenced by him um, you know I used to be super shy mm-hmm. and hated social interaction but you know Mickey has this presence about him and he you know he is a leader and he's a showman and he can step up to the plate and and I've adopted some of those characteristics I think I've gotten a little a lot better at public speaking and <laughs> and and hosting and that kind of thing Um uh, you know, and and Mickey's positive attitude—I—I—I I, I hope has worn off on me. You know, <laughs> like, um, I try to be a positive guy, I try to be a good friend, um, a good family member, and um, you know, just ensure everyone is is having a good time. So, yeah, those are a couple positive characteristics I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll claim. Not bad qualities at all. Yeah,
1: you've been doing it for ten years now. Seriously, wow, that just flew by.
0: Oh, yeah, you're telling me. Yeah, actually, June 5th was the anniversary of my very first recording session. Oh, my gosh. Uh, in some ways, it's flown by. In some ways, it feels like a lifetime. But yeah. um, it's the longest gig or job I've ever had. So Wow. Um, here's to 10 more, hopefully. Exa- I mean, at exactly. Least. Exactly. I mean, Wayne had it for, what,
1: 30-some-odd 30 years? Uh, 32 years, yeah. Wow. Yeah, 77 to 2009. And too bad you never got a chance to meet him, too.
0: Yeah, you know, that's um, that's a really hard part of my story is, you know, when I auditioned, I was auditioning to be an understudy um, to Wayne, and, and he was the voice, uh, the official voice, and I was just going to get to work with him, and I was so excited by that idea. Um, but unfortunately, he passed away before they had made that final call, and so I, I did not get to meet him, I did not get to work with him, which, um, you know, it just... It's no, no good, no, not, a lot, not a lot of fun to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to, I would have preferred that I um, inherited this role from Wayne with his blessing, with mm-hmm. his um, advice, with his insight, um, because it's, I think a common mistake people make or a common assumption people make is that everybody can do the voice of Mickey, it's an easy voice to do, you're just talking a falsetto and you say, oh boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and on one hand, sure. You know, if if all you're worried about is making doing an impression, then a lot of people can hit a falsetto note that maybe kind of sounds like Mickey. But there's so much more to this character and to any any voice acted character. You know, Bill Farmer is notorious for saying it's not voice acting; it's voice acting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a heart and a soul to these characters that you need to know and understand to be able to portray them correctly, and. And that honestly, you know, as big of a Disney fan as I was, and as well as I knew Mickey beforehand, I have gotten to know him so much more since stepping into this role and voicing him for 10 years, because you work on so many different projects, you really start to learn all the different <laughs> facets of him um, and the little intricacies and, and you're in your faced with um, challenges like how will Mickey address this? How, how do you do that? Yeah. What, what is his response to this situation? And, and so you really start to fill out this character. Um, and, and I just, I would have loved to get that insight from, from Wayne cause he worked on so many different things. And, and at that point he, he worked on more projects, pro, product, whatever you want to say more than any other voice up to that point, mm-hmm. you know? Walt had the cartoons. Uh, Jimmy did some cartoons and maybe a few consumer products, and um, I don't even really think he did much for the park at that point. Yeah. Um, but then when Wayne came in, Disney Channel had just started. Yeah. Um, you know, multiple series, consumer product products was just like, you know, the amount of toys and and things we do like that is insane. Um, so. <laughs> You know, I can. I look back at ten years and think of all the things I did, and I can only imagine how many things in thirty-two years Wayne <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, exactly.
1: I so. mean, you you with Mickey so often. Do you have like these crazy dreams about Mickey?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I have. I have yet to have a Mickey dream. Wow, that is surprising. I, I've never been asked that, so I haven't really thought about it. But I don't. <laughs> I do not think I've ever had a Mickey dream.
1: We'll watch no. tonight. You do.
0: So let me know yeah, tonight well, if you do have one. Let's see. I mean, I did. I had this one crazy dream one time where all the villains were against me, and in the end, um, Maleficent came out with her dragon, and I had to fight that. And I had this magic sword, and I'm just joking. And I was going to say, it a little fantastic. Sounds right? a little bit like fantastic, right? <laughs> I was going to say,
1: yeah. I mean, it would Some not be a bad huh? dream. Oh, dude, I meant, say, say it again. Say it again.
0: Oh, now the pressure's on. Some imagination, huh?
1: At what point does that get painful to do? Like painful, painful like, how so for how long? Like, like a... if you do for so long does your voice just start killing you?
0: Um, you know, I it's like it's like any other talk any other instance of talking for a long time, your voice gets tired. Mm-hmm. So, in the industry, the max amount of time we can do for a session is 4 hours, and I have done plenty of 4-hour sessions. Okay. I've done back-to-back days of four-hour sessions and yes it will it fries my voice my vocal cords for Uh. lack of a better phrase you know (laughs) it's it's exhausting um it doesn't hurt mickey is a falsetto and so you know he kind of sits in a very comfortable spot for me vocally Mm -hmm. um but then again you you do anything for that long it just kind of it, it it's it's tiring that's the best word for it yeah um you know, I suffer from allergies and <laughs> being born and raised in Southern California, all of my allergies are Southern Californian based. So this is not the most <laughs> ideal place for me to be living and working oh, as a voice actor, no. oh, but no. it is what it is. Um, and so, you know, I've, <laughs> this year particularly, we got a lot of rain this year. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we got the super bloom happening in California. Plants and everything are, are more beautiful than they have been in, in years, um, but what does that mean? My voice is worse than it's ever been, <laughs> and so I am at a constant struggle right now of trying to manage all that. Um, and to be honest, yesterday was just like not a good Mickey day. There's just days I wake up and I'm like, oh, Mickey's not there. He's on a little vacation. Oh man. Um, so what do you so, do? You
1: do reschedule your your
0: your uh, recordings or what? Yeah, you you try. To, you know, at the end of the day, it's 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 a weird balance. Like maybe I could push it and go in, mm-hmm. but we don't want Mickey to sound bad so sometimes it's better just to make a call and say you know what let's reschedule until it's sounding better so i'm very fortunate that the the people i work with whether on the on the tv series tv animation or on the day-to-day stuff with disney character voices are very accommodating to that and understanding because you know you could you could easily be in a position where people are like well you're not good enough today so next exactly Um, but um yeah, they're, they're very understanding with, with that kind of thing. And it's challenging because, again, Mickey is a trick voice. It's not, it's not just my normal speaking voice. It, re- it does require um, some vocal challenges to, to hit those notes and, and to hit the notes, not only hit the notes, but then interject that acting. And sometimes the vocal restrictions inhibit the acting. Mm-hmm. And so that, those are really the times when I make the call. And I yeah. go, it's, it's just not working today because, you know, if my performance is going to suck because i can't hit that note then let's not try and let's not let's also not let's avoid doing some damage (laughs) the way i'm thinking about it there you go there you go
1: so there's you know that one question where people ask you know pick anybody in the whole world living or dead who would you want to have dinner with for me the answer has always been walt even as a kid i've always looked up to walt if you ever had a chance to have dinner with walt what kind of questions would you ask him
0: Gosh, that is that is a, a how much time do we have? God, that's a <laughs> that's a good question. Um I think I would want to ask Walt questions that are not the typical question. You know, I I don't know that I'd want to ask him about the making of Disneyland or yeah. coming up with Mickey or I think I'd want to ask him the personal questions, like, you know, what what did he hate about the entertainment business? Yeah, yeah. Um. What challenges did he face on a personal level? Mm-hmm. Um. You know. Did he ever have? Did he ever doubt himself? Did he ever? Um. Did he ever consider changing course? Um. I. I mean, I think so much of Walt uh, has become lore. Um. I mean, we have so many people who worked with him, and so they informed the person that we. Believe and know him to be now, but um, yeah, I just I, I love when it comes to anybody. I love getting to know the like the personal, intimate side of things, mm-hmm. and so I think I think I'd almost want to sit down with Walt and just have dinner, like I was having dinner with a friend. Like, how was your day? Same. What you do today? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, and and not necessarily be like I want to be the fanboy. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I love <laughs> the brave little Taylor. What was it like to work on? You know, and. It, 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 similarly I've had the chance to meet a lot of my idols these Disney legends that I've admired for so long and what I've really enjoyed is that I can I can call them friends because yeah. um I love and appreciate them for the the uh their contributions to the Disney legacy and and, and all of that but um you know I really just love I love I, I love that Bill Farmer is my friend yeah. we can just hang out yep. and have a good time yep. i love that i can call bob ger up and we can just go grab a drink and have dinner and just chat about things you know old cars and restoration and that kind of thing um so that's the stuff that's what i love about mm-hmm. getting to know people and, and especially these these disney notables or legends i don't know if i answered your question but 100 <laughs> who, would, who would you pick who would you pick as somebody you want to have dinner with anybody the- in the world I I wish I had an answer on hand because similar to you as a kid I I always would have said Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. All my book reports were always Walt Disney. Um and and that was kind of like that was the one person I wanted to 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 meet and talk to. I don't know now. Um I mean there's I think there's several people uh, I would love to meet like uh Wild Bill, talk to him. Yeah, um yeah. uh you know, other historical figures. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't, I don't have one answer for that. It's That's weird. fine. I should probably, I should probably figure that out for my next interview. <laughs> Do it. Yeah.
1: So what's coming up for you? Do you have any conventions, uh, coming up?
0: Uh, conventions. Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to be heading to, uh, Florida Supercon in Miami, uh, 4th of July weekend. Um, and then I think the following weekend I'm in Knoxville. Um, and then I, take a weekend off, and then I forget where I'm heading after that. But July starts uh, a healthy amount of appearances for me, which I'm always looking forward to. It's it's fun. One, I, I love traveling. I love seeing new places. Yeah. And so a lot of these conventions are in towns and cities I've never been to. Um, so that's always entertaining and fun. But then, it, you know, it's just great to meet meet people who love Mickey as much as I do. Mm-hmm. So really looking forward to that.
1: Well, awesome, man! Like I said in the beginning, big fan of your work. Those are some crazy, crazy shoes to fit. Only a handful of people have had the honor to be known as the voice of Mickey Mouse, and you are doing one heck of a job.
0: Well, I truly appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Um, so, yeah, thanks. It's again, I'm just, I feel like the biggest fan who gets to do one of the coolest jobs ever, and I, I just feel very fortunate to be a part of it. I'm honored. To be a part of it, um, and you know, I'm just, I'm doing my part to fill in for the boss, and, and that's 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 all I'm doing. I'm 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 helping keep this legacy going, for a little bit longer, and then you know, Mickey number five will come along <laughs> and and take those shoes from me. Yep, so exactly. Oh, uh, by the way, I, what I can for now. I
1: just thought of the name of the the superhero's friend, the Super Friends toys. Oh, okay, it's what was, the was it? Super Powers Collection. Oh yes. Yep. That was it. <laughs> fond memories of those things <laughs> me too man me too all <laughs> right brett seriously thank you so is, is there any way to close out the interview as mickey can you do that
0: oh well gosh it's been great talking to you pal and i hope to see you real soon thanks for listening to that saturday morning rewind please check them out on facebook and twitter and that's all folks